This podcast is brought to you by Cashflow Mastery, the only revenue management course in our industry that teaches you step-by-step how to become a master revenue manager in your hosting business. For more info, check out getpaidforyourpad.com slash cashflowmastery. That's getpaidforyourpad.com slash cashflowmastery. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Get Paid for Your Pad. Well, I just got back from Nashville. Um, I was there the whole of last week for the annual DARM conference, the data and revenue management conference that is held uh, once a year. Uh, it was actually my first time that I went to this conference. I uh, figured uh, now that I'm really focusing more and more on the revenue management side, uh, I figured it makes sense for uh, for me to be there. And uh, I want to share on this podcast, I want to share some takeaways, some highlights. Um, you know, DARM, it, well, it's not it's not the biggest conference. I mean, VRMA is a lot bigger, which took place last year in October. Uh, but this conference still, I think there was about 500 people and, you know, kind of all the, the usual suspects, the companies, uh, that uh, the vendors uh, that uh, typically show up at all these conferences were there. Um, so, you know, it was fun to, uh, to see everybody uh, again uh, after meeting everybody at VRMA. Uh, but yeah, the DARM is really focused on uh, on data and revenue management, right? So this is uh, a conference that's organized by Amy, Amy Hynote. Uh She did a great job at that. So shout out to her. And um, yeah, I want to share some some takeaways. Well, first of all, AirDNA and KeyData were both at this conference and uh, they both did a, a presentation on uh, what's happening in our industry, right? What's the outlook? Uh, how, how was the? How did the industry go in 2023? Uh, so I want to go through some of the most interesting data points uh, that I learned, um, and then I'm going to share some uh, some other takeaways as well from the conference. So, actually, let me share the highlights of the conference first. I would say the the biggest highlight by far was. Uh, the keynote speech by Will Gadara, <clears throat> and he is the author of Unreasonable Hospitality, which is a book that you may have heard about if you listen to this podcast, because uh, Eric, my business partner, is a huge fan of this book. He uh, he read it. I'm currently reading the um, another book called uh, Setting the Table, um, <clears throat> and then next I'm going I'm going to read Unreasonable Hospitality. But I was. I was so impressed with uh, Will's speech. So Unreasonable Hospitality, if you if you don't have the book, like highly recommend to go pick it up um, or listen to the audio book because his speech was extremely inspiring. Um, he talked about how he ran uh, a restaurant in New York. I think it was uh, 110 Medicine something. <laughs> I don't remember the exact name of the restaurant, but it basically it became the number one restaurant in the world. Um, they they got a four star rating uh, New York of the New York Times. They got a three stars on Michelin Michelin stars. Um, and yeah, the restaurant became you know the the number one restaurant in the world. Uh, there there's a there's an organization that uh, that basically gives out these awards. And you know, Will kind of shared his vision and the process of how how that restaurant became the number one restaurant in the world, and it was basically like a a hyper focus on uh, guest experience, right? How do we go above and beyond 
to to really like create the best hospitality ever and that's what he calls unreasonable hospitality it's essentially like you're going so far that it's, it's not really reasonable anymore um so anyway it was a super 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 inspiring speech uh, a lot more you know for for me to to go through on on this podcast but i, I wanted to give a couple of examples that i thought was really were really interesting you know one one story that he told was that um he uh you know, he he would always like help. He was the one of the founders of the restaurant, right? One of the owners of the restaurants. But he would uh, he would from time to time he would still serve the the guests, right? Really be in the in the trenches, and um, he would always ask himself like, you know, what can we do to really like go the extra mile here? And I thought a funny example was. You know, there was there was a there was a group of people from Europe that had come to New York uh, to eat at some of the best restaurants in New York, right? That was the whole focus of the trip. And so they were sharing that, um, you know, they went to all these fancy restaurants and, and then one person at the table said, well, you know, the only thing that we didn't do, we didn't get like one of those famous uh, uh, New York hot dogs from on, on the street, right? That was the only thing that, uh, that they didn't do. And so Will, he, you know, he, uh, he heard the, the guests say that. And so he went. Uh, he went to the back of the restaurant, and he got one of his staff members to actually go out and buy a hot dog on the street, um, bring it back to the restaurant, and then the chef like chopped it up into like four pieces, put some, you know, put some dressing, and you know, made the made the plate look a little pretty. And then, uh, as part of uh, like a seven or eight course meal or something that these uh, these guests were uh, consuming. Uh, they, I think the last as a last dish, they uh, they served that hot dog, um, and the guests were so they were they were so shocked that this you know this fancy restaurant uh, went above and beyond to to get that hot dog for them that uh, that was like the as Will was describing it like that there there's no dish or there's there's no there's nothing that you can do that would surpass the appreciation and. Uh, um, you know the 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 faces <laughs> of the guests when you know when they brought in the hot dog for them. Those it, it was it was pretty funny. And so he had a lot of stories like that. Like he actually had a budget in his restaurant, and every single uh, person that worked on the team in the restaurant had the uh, had the permission to spend X amount of dollars on creating a better experience for the guests. What and whatever that might be, right? So. Anyway, there's a lot of lot of cool examples in, in that that he uh, that he walked us through. Um, so, yeah, definitely recommend you know check out that book, Unreasonable Hospitality, because I think especially now that the market is slowing down somewhat, and we'll we'll get into the numbers and the outlook for 2024. But I think it's really the people that are the people that are really focusing on the hospitality side uh, of the business, and the people who are not in the mindset of like, hey, we're just providing a space. Um, but we're providing hospitality and asking yourself through the entire customer journey. And this is something that Will did in his restaurant as well is like, look at every single little touch point uh, when, from when the customer finds uh, your restaurant or in our case, our, our properties um, all the way through the communication, through the stay. And even after the stay, every single touch point, every single time we are in contact with the guest, um, you know, how do we up level that experience, right? And and really like going deep into all those different touch points to see how we can elevate them. I think that's uh 
that's a great focus for all of us uh, going into 2024, I think. But, um, but let me get into some of the data. So RDNA did a pretty cool presentation uh, at the start of the conference where they went over some numbers from 2023, but also they made predictions for 2024. And it spiked my interest because they also showed what they were predicting for 2023 and how it actually panned out. And I have to say, it was pretty close. So apparently AirDNA is pretty good at predicting uh, what's going to happen in our industry. So uh, for 2023, uh, they provi provided some data up until the end of October. Um, so November and December is not included in that data. Uh, but up, up to October for 2023, uh, we saw a demand increase of 6.6%. Supply, however, increased increased by 12.8%. And this is data for the United States only, uh, by the way. Um, <clears throat> so overall supply increased by 12.8%. Occupancy was down 5.3%. Uh, the ADR was slightly up. So ADR stands for uh, average daily rate. Uh, was slightly up 0.5%. And RefBar was down 4.9%. So 2023 overall was not a great year. Um, you know, RefBar revenue per available room, which is really the best KPI, the best measure uh, to to understand like performance. And it's uh, I think the the reason it went down about five percent is mostly just because of the the supply just outpaced demand in 2023, right? Almost 13% more listings uh, in just one year. That's a lot of new listings, and obviously, if the demand is only only grew at six point six percent, then that's good. That hurt our uh, the performance of the industry. Uh, but their forecast was actually was pretty pretty spot on. Uh, the forecast that Eddie did a year ago, uh, they were only off by a couple percentage points on uh, on most of these KPIs. So that's why uh, I paid close attention when they were uh, talking about two thousand twenty four. Now, obviously, everybody is very very curious to see what's going to happen, right? I mean, in, in 2020, after COVID, the market, especially drive-to markets, recovered very, very quickly. And even like, you know, a lot of markets had record-breaking years in 2020. 2021 and 2022 were also really, really good years. And so 2023 is really the first year since uh, since quite a long in, in quite a long time where we're not seeing like uh, growth in our industry in terms of like revenue, right? So it's very interesting to think about, is this going to continue into 2024 uh, or are we, uh, are we going to return to a more higher growth environment? Um, so here's what AirDNA thinks that's going to happen. Well, first of all, they talked about the economy uh, and they mentioned a report uh, by Oxford, uh, Oxford Economics, a very reputable, reputable source uh, in, the, uh, in, in the world of economics. Uh, they are expecting a mild slowdown, but they are not expecting a recession. So basically, um, you know, sometimes you hear this term called a soft landing. So basically, they are they think that we're going to have a softish landing, which basically means that there's a slowdown, but it's not. We're not going to see a recession. So um, you know, GDP will continue to grow, albeit very slowly, in 2024. Now, they also presented some scenarios because obviously we can't predict the future and there's all, you know, there could be shocks to the economy as well. Um, so they present some scenarios, but this is essentially like their, what they think is the most likely scenario for us, right? 
Um, now let's uh, let's go into some of the predictions <clears throat> when it comes to uh, travel and, in particular, short-term rental, the short-term rental industry. One thing that's really interesting, I thought that in um, in 2023, the hotels ho- demand for hotels actually grew at a much slower pace than short-term rentals, only 1.4. Air travel demand grew by 12.5% and cruises by 77%. Well, that's because in the last few years, a lot of people have not been going on cruises as a post uh, post pandemic. Not you know, people didn't really want to be on those cruise ships, uh, but so it makes sense that that has grown a lot. Air travel twelve and a half percent is uh, that's pretty strong growth too. And I think I think actually like this year at on Thanksgiving, I think we saw the busiest travel date in the year. Um, I think it was something like two point nine million people here in the U.S. traveled. Uh, by airplane, which was a record. Um, also, and it's not very, well, what was very notable is to see that uh, more and more Americans are are traveling abroad, especially to Europe. But we're not getting as many Europeans to come to the U.S. So that's uh, that's another factor that's kind of hurting the short-term rental industry or the you know accommodations industry in the U.S. I guess is that uh, more and more people here are starting to travel internationally but we're not getting the same amount of international travelers to come to the states um all right let's uh i keep i keep saying i go i'm going into 2024 but then i uh i keep noticing more interesting stuff from 2023 but let's um yeah let's move on to 2023 now uh just just gonna trying to find the um the right slide here all right so U.S. Industry Outlook 2024. Available listings are expected to go up by 10.9%. So ADNA is expecting a still a strong supply growth, uh, just not as strong as in 2022 and 2023. 2022 is almost 24%. Last year of this year, it was 12.8%, and they're expecting 10.9% uh, a change in the number of um, the number of nights listed. So that's how they define the supply. They think that demand will increase by ten point seven percent. So that's a bit higher than this than uh, two thousand twenty three. So pretty much supply and demand are <clears throat> both going up uh, by just over ten percent is their prediction, uh, which means that performance is not going to change a lot. Uh, they expect occupancy to be down 0.1%, so that's pretty much you know pretty much stable. They in they expect ADR to change by about two percent up two percent, and they expect ref bar to go up by two percent as well. So very very stable. Um, so they're pretty much accept, expecting the same performance in 2024 as in uh, as in 2023. Uh, which you know, good thing that they're not seeing a decline. Uh, and then I think after 2024, they they expect um, in 2025 and 2026 that growth will uh, return. Now they also did some predictions in terms of <clears throat> uh, the locations, right? So they they have six categories that they define. They have coastal, mountains, lake, uh, suburban, urban, mid-sized cities, and small city rural. Uh, in 2023, all those categories saw a, a decline in performance, but the, the markets that did best this year 
was really urban and mid-sized cities. And um, they think that mid-sized cities are, are going to be the winner for next year. So they actually, they actually expect mid-sized cities to do 5% better than this year. Um, and then suburban and small city rural, they expect a slightly, a slightly better scenario for this uh, in 2024. And um, urban and coastal will see a small decline in performance. According to AirDNA, but the, the, you know the, the differences aren't huge. Uh, it's all bet- it's all between like you know minus a percent to you know plus four percent. So th- we we don't really see any massive shifts um, in the in uh, you know when you look at the different location types as opposed to 2020 2021. There was huge shifts, right? There was a huge decline in urban <clears throat> 2020. Huge up, uplift in mountains and lake and coastal, uh, small cities and rural, and then um, in 2021, um, urban recovered uh, a lot, but all those other markets like grew all by like you know between like 15 and 40 percent. So 2021 saw a huge, huge growth, uh, as we all know, of course. Um, <clears throat> okay, so the the next thing that uh, that they presented was pacing outlook. So if you don't know what pacing is, basically uh, you can look at the amount of bookings that are on the books right now versus uh, a year ago on this date. Um, and then you can kind of predict like what's, you know, what the, what the next like 90 days are looking like, right? So they, they only did a prediction for the first quarter, or actually no, the first quarter and the second quarter of 2024. Um, Demand pacing is up six percent in, in the first quarter, and then seven point five percent in the second quarter. And ADR pacing for ADR is also up about five six percent for the first and the second quarter. Uh, but supply is is also pacing at nine percent higher for for those quarters. So again, similar kind of similar to what we were discussing before. Uh, supply and, and demand are both uh, increasing, um, but supply is increasing a little bit faster than demand, uh, and that's why uh, it looks like we're we're, we're going to see either flat or a slight decline in uh, in market performance. One thing that's uh, that's pretty interesting to see is that the the booking lead times. And by the way, this is something that was talked about a lot at the revenue management conference. Um, the importance of understanding booking lead times. So that basically means when are people booking, right? Are they booking, you know, how many people are booking 30 days out or 45 days out, 60 days out, etc. That's what's called booking lead times. And if you put all those booking lead times together, you get what's called a booking curve. And then you can use that to kind of estimate like when, when are people going to book for certain dates? And that will kind of dictate how um how you should adjust your prices based on how far away you are from 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 the check-in date but median booking lead times have shortened by a week in 2023 and the expectation is that booking lead times are going to continue to go down um guests are looking uh more last minute and guests are also looking for deals um they you know there's some uncertainty uh, about the economic forecast in in 2024, and so it seems that especially the consumers who 
don't have a lot a, a lot of income, a lot of disposable income. So the people who kind of really have to you know make a choice of where are you going, where are we going to stay, like how how many vacations are we taking? You know, people that are really well off are usually not as affected by by uh, a slower a slowing down of, of the economy because you know people will have enough money anyway. But it's really the people that you know the middle class. Uh, <clears throat> the people that have to be uh, price conscious are um, are either booking shorter stays or they are trying to look for deals. So, you know, they they're looking for discounts, they're looking for good deals, they're looking for value, and they're also looking for uh, experience. So people are more and more focused on something unique, right? Something that's going to drive an experience versus just a random uh, mediocre space. So. That's uh that's kind of like what the you know what the outlook is for for the guests. So I guess you know I've been thinking about like what does that mean for us and you know how do we adjust based on this information. And you know I would say a couple things is you know I would definitely focus in in your marketing so on your Airbnb listings and on your direct booking website and if you're sending out emails to your past guests, I would definitely highlight the uniqueness of your properties, like really highlight like the, what, what are the two or three best things about your property? Like you can, you can look at the reviews, you know, see what people are really, um, are really raving about and, and really push that in your marketing. Uh, Cause that's what people look, look for right now. They're more, they're more price conscious. Uh, and also they want to get value for, for their money. So they're not just going to book some random place. They're really, they're, they're going to be, probably spend a little bit more time on like really finding the the place where they feel they get the most uh the best experience for for their money right so definitely have to uh have to continue to hone in the the, the customer journey the, what we talked about before you know when it comes to uh the book unreasonable hospitality i think that's really really important going forward in this year is that we we have to really like drive that customer experience uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to cost a lot of money, right? Because a lot of a lot of times when when we talk about improving the guest experience, like a lot of hosts will say, "Well, I don't have it, you know, I, I don't have money to invest into that." But it's not necessarily like you know buying a new hot tub or something like that. I mean, think about that hot dog that uh, that they served <laughs> in that restaurant. I mean, how much how much does a hot dog cost, right? And that was probably like the the most value that that they could have delivered in that moment, right? Because it was so specific to the guests, right? The, it was so specific to the guests. And in the end of the day, it's like, how do you make your guests feel, right? In the end of the day, it's our emotions that that really define like the, uh, how much fulfillment we get out of life, right? So like making somebody feel really special goes a lot longer way than, you know, spending a lot of money on some some type of amenity. So I think that has to be our focus. Like how do we how do we get away from just sending out endless automated messages and how do we really understand like who are our guests you know what are their needs in the moment and how can we make their stay a little bit more special how can we really show that we're we're doing something extra that's specific to our guests um so getting some information from them like where are they traveling from who who's in their group what's what are their interests and then if you can just for every guest that you host if you can add a little bit of of going the extra mile without you know without spending a ton of money but just just by like thinking through the process and just by being very aware of um you know of what your guests needs are 
and trying to be creative and think out of the box to make their experience uh, uh, unique, right? Because I think that's you know that's going to be really important. And then secondly is, you know, like the the reality is that uh, <clears throat> we can't uh, we can't just charge whatever we want uh, in in 2024. I don't think that's gonna I don't think that's really going to work. So we have to be we have to be very much on top of our revenue management. And that's another thing that everyone was talking about at the conference of like, hey, you know, back in 2021 or 2022, you could just, you know, you could just put something uh, on Airbnb and it's going to get booked at a pretty good price, right? And, and you don't really have to pay too much attention to all the things that we talk about on the revenue management uh conference like the booking lead times and like you know looking at like pacing and and all that stuff you know those years you pr you probably get away with just you know you turn on your pricing app you put a base price in there and then you just kind of let it roll um that's that's not really going to work uh so well anymore um so now what we have to do is we have to be very very conscious and we have to be aware of what's happening in the market we have to be aware of like how are those booking times booking lead time shifting we have to be aware of like hey what's what type of prices are people booking at <clears throat> um and you know how how do we how how do we create an optimal pricing strategy for us and i think the only way to really understand that is to be focusing on your revenue management every single day so looking at the data every single day looking at your bookings and going to your pricing app and when you do add discounts you want to make sure you market that to your guests, right? So make make sure they know that they are getting a deal if you're offering them a deal, right? So you could do that in your title, you, you could do that in your description. Um, you know, you you want to make sure that your guests are aware that if if you're giving them a deal, that it's a deal and it's not just a standard price. Because people are very conscious nowadays; they're looking for deals. They want to get that discount. Um, so. You know, there's a couple ways to do that, right? Airbnb actually has some functionality for that. Uh, you could, we have, for example, we have uh, length of stay discounts. Um, they're very small, but like, you know, for like a free day, we do like a 5%. Four days, we do like a 7%. But still, if somebody books a free day stay with us on the Airbnb price breakdown, you still see the discount, right? So people, even though it's a small discount, people will still see, hey, we're, we're getting a deal here, right? So that's what I mean by make sure that we are, you know, communicate uh and use use leverage your marketing to to communicate uh when you're when you're giving out discounts um so that your guests are aware of it because that's what the that's what they're going to be looking for all right so let me see we went through quite a bit already let me see oh it's already almost half an hour already um let me grab my notes here real quick a couple other things i wanted to mention is um oh yeah uh, on Tuesday, uh, I'm doing another revenue management uh, webinar. Now, this is going to be a different webinar than we did uh, about two months ago. Uh, on this webinar, instead of like giving, last time we did a webinar, we had uh, we went into a lot of different. We had, it was called the Seven Secrets of Revenue Management. Uh, we went into a lot of different aspects of the revenue management. But what I learned from working with the students in our new course, Cashflow Mastery, is the biggest challenge that I see that hosts are that hosts have when it comes to revenue management right now is 
understanding how to maximize revenue versus maximizing occupancy. So uh, there's a lot of hosts that are so focused on driving that occupancy that they they almost forget to look at, well, how much revenue am I actually generating, right? So, and I think that's really important to shift that focus to maximizing revenue because if 2024, if the, you know, if we're going to see either uh, a continuation of the current trends, then we, what we don't want to do is just, just a race to the bottom, right? Just lower your prices, keep lowering your prices to keep that, you know, whatever occupancy you're looking for. So if your strategy is like, hey, I want to be occupied 80%, you, you don't really want to do that if that means that you have to drive prices down so much that it's going to hurt your revenue, right? You might be better off keeping your price a little higher and then um, having a, you know, being like 50, 60% occupied. So what I'm going to do on Tuesday on the webinar is I'm actually, I'm actually going to show you guys our exact system. So we've built a revenue management system for Freewild where basically what we do is we download booking uh, window data because that's really important. We need to know when are people booking so that we also need, so, so that we can, you know, we can adjust our prices to, to, to get our occupancy, the target for our occupancy, right? Um, so what we do is we download that, uh, that booking window data, uh, we export it into an Excel sheet, and then we have a sheet that will tell us exactly when people for, in the, for different units, when people, <clears throat> when people are booking. And so what our occupancy targets should be, uh, based on those booking lead times. And I noticed, uh, I noticed that a lot of, that there's not a lot of hosts that I speak to that really understand this, this booking lead time. Uh, concept. Um, even at the at the conference, like I thought, this is something that we talked a lot about. And most people they they get they get the median booking window, so they get that like you know if the median booking window is forty days, that means fifty percent of people book for more than forty days out, and fifty percent book between zero and forty days out, right? But that's only one data point. Like you can get a lot more data. Uh, in your in your pricing tool or your DNA key data, all these all these sources have very detailed booking data, not just not just the median. Because yeah, it's one thing to know that on average, you know, fifty percent of people book forty days out or more, or and fifty percent less. But then within those forty days, it, the, you know, are people starting to book eighty days out or sixty days out? I mean, and and when do people? That fifty percent that books zero to forty days out is that most are most of those people in the thirty to forty day range, or on the zero to ten day range, last minute, right? I mean, that that's really important, right? Because you know, if 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 you know that like fifty percent of people book like fifteen days out or less, which in some markets that's that's not that sounds kind of crazy, but in some markets that's actually uh, actually ac kind of accurate. But if you know that that many people are still booking in the last 15 days, then you wouldn't lower your prices so so quickly, right? You wouldn't be lowering your prices at 30 days out or 45 days out versus if, you know, if, if most people are done booking 30 days out, then you, you have to uh, adjust your prices much earlier, right? So this is, <clears throat> this is really important now, especially now going into 2024, uh, that we're you know we're not seeing the growth that we ha that we have seen in the in 2021 2022. I think it's really important to to understand and utilize this data um, because that's going to that's going to determine you know maybe if, whether your out 
uh, you know, outperforming the competition or not. And I think more and more hosts are aware of this and more and more hosts are starting to focus on this revenue management and learn more about it. I mean, I can just tell from, <clears throat> you know, from uh, since that we started talking more about revenue management, there's a lot more people reaching out to us. A lot of people are interested in, in the, you know, in our cash flow mastery course. Um, so it's, it's pretty obvious to me that there's a lot of interest the little hosts are focusing on revenue management so I, and i think it's really important so tuesday we do a free training uh, it's going to be very uh it's, it's going to be very actionable very uh it's not going to be high level it's going to be very detailed i'm actually going to show you guys exactly how how we do it uh so you can just replicate that and in, implement that in your own business if you think it's a good strategy right i mean you might think it's not a good strategy <laughs> but um but yeah tuesday uh 1 p.m pst uh, if you want to join us, it's going to be on Zoom. It's going to be live. Uh, you can go to getpaidforyourpad.com slash webinar. If you're on our email list, you'll receive some emails as well with a, with a button way that you can click on. Uh, webinar is free. Uh, it'll take about you know one hour, maybe hour and a half. Uh, at the end of the webinar, we'll, we'll introduce Cashflow Mastery, our course. Um, but the, the webinar is going to be very valuable. And it's going to, you're, you're going to be able to, uh, to really like just replicate that system that we have and and implement that in your own business so um with that said uh that's it that is it for today so i hope you enjoyed this podcast again if you want to join us on the webinar tuesday 1 p.m pst 4 p.m eastern time uh go to getpaidforyourpet.com slash webinar you can sign up and hopefully see you on tuesday so enjoy your uh, enjoy the last few weeks of the year. I'm actually traveling back to the Netherlands uh, this week, so I'll be there for a month. See family. I'm gonna go skiing in Austria. We're gonna do. We're gonna go to Paris because my wife's never been to Paris, and uh, you know it's a very romantic place. So it's on her bucket list to go there. I've, I mean, I was I've been there ten times probably, so it's not that special for me. But it's always good to eat that French cheese anyway. So anyway. Um, well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.